Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of New Vita Let's Talk. Today we have Chase McAllister. My guys, my yeah. guys, what's up London? Let's go. <laughs> and I guess for those who don't really know you, you want to give us uh, who you are, where you're from, and what do you do? Yeah, I grew up in actually Chatham, Ontario. Shout out to Chatham. <laughs> um, grew up there till I was in a grade 8, then moved to London. Um, I think actually, no, I was probably, it was grade 9, I moved to London, uh, went to Saunders, uh, did my high school career there, and then uh, ended up moving to Toronto, and now live between London and actually the Bahamas, between half, ha- kind of part-time, both uh, back and forth. London and where, say? London and the Bahamas. Bahamas? Yeah, yeah. Oh, actually sick. have a place there now. We're going to be transitioning, hopefully full-time there next year, but yeah, yeah with the little one, we're, we're here in London. Awesome. And then I guess, like, since you're living part-time in Bahamas, like, you're doing online yeah so <laughs> just get to that yeah. um yeah so lived in london uh for for quite some time ended up moving away starting an online business uh, for marketing ended up getting into the real estate space and then developing our call center what it is today so what we do is we generate live transfers and phone calls for insurance companies across the states so we generate we advertise online spend probably one hundred and twenty thousand dollars a month on on advertising wow. We get leads, people requesting a quote for life insurance, and then get them on the phone, and then transfer them to licensed insurance agents across the states. Nice. Got into that, honestly, three and a half, four years ago, or yeah, four, four and a half years ago, we got into the insurance space, and then honestly, kind of just snowballed and, and got deeper, deeper down the rabbit hole, and it is what it is today. How do you get into uh, that top type of job field? Was it like just you met a random person? who just pulled you aside and said, like, hey, this is an opportunity or what yeah, was your so, entrance? So started DJing, like, you know, in, when I was 16, started DJing at, at clubs kind of underage. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> um, and then started uh, kind of learning people, if that makes sense. Um, got into the party scene. It got, you know, pretty intense. Was partying for five, six years of just like DJing and, and constant. Um, left that. And then decided to find a career, professional career, ended up getting a job as uh, the executive assistant to the CEO of an HVAC company. Ended up working there for a while. They needed a website. I started building a website, um, took their online store from $0 to $800,000 a year. Holy. Decided I should probably quit my $30,000 a year job <laughs> and ask them for more money. So I quit, um, basically left, ended up leaving. There's still a client and a dear friend of the CEO still um, then left start thus starting Unreal, the marketing agency that it is today, and started working with multiple different business types, from you know real estate agents to um, barber shops to a bunch of other different business types, and then eventually got a client that was in the insurance space here, and uh, honestly, I resonated with it a lot because I had uh, a friend of mine. And in 2018 was uh, killed downtown here and honestly all of our friends he didn't have very many fam very much family um so all of us friends had to do a gofundme to kind of get his funeral in order mm-hmm. to say our last goodbyes and when i had the opportunity to work with an insurance company that was um, specializing in final expense insurance so giving people that truthfully didn't have a lot an opportunity to spend maybe 10 to 20 dollars a month and have 25,000 to 30,000 dollars you know there for a funeral and then whatever's left is goes to the family and a lot of people in the states especially do not have that so when i had the opportunity to kind of work for this client i started getting him good results i said i resonate with this a lot and then i'm like fuck it i'm going all in on this this is what i want to do i'm passionate about it um and and, and I want to continue on this and I want to make sure that I help as many families as possible. Now our company helps 11,000 families a month. Um, that, that's crazy. And yeah. I was going to say, um, um, how did you have any prior experience to making a website or did you just like dive into it? <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm a fond believer of like you, you know, I, I, for, for me, I don't even have my grade 12 diploma. I still need 20 hours community service to get it. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like, you got to throw a bunch of shit at the wall. You know, you can't learn how to swim without jumping in the pool. So for me, it's like, you know, I, I figured all of it, most of it out. I paid for courses, bought coaches, paid for, you know, every course you could think of spending as much money, any money that I would possibly make went back into personal development because I didn't have the, 
the luxury of going to university or anything like that. Um, I chose not to, and so for for me, it's about paying for somebody's time, and that person better be in a position that I want to be in, and then take all as much value as I possibly can, um, and then try to provide any value I can back. But I have a lot of mentor relationships and and paid mentor relationships, and obviously people that I've met along the way, and I think I'm good at um, extracting knowledge and implementing it. Um, that's that's the key to, to everything. So, you know, looking at a course, reading a course, yeah, you can you can pay for a course, but if you don't know how to implement something, it's, it's really hard. So that was something I had to develop was the implementation part of it. But I think, you know, you just keep doing something. Consistency continues to will outweigh anything, any motivation, any intensity, just staying consistent with it. And then learning um, new skills consistently so never stopping learning like I read you know I try to read maybe three books a month but that never really works out it might be like a half a book a month truthfully <laughs> there, yeah. but was there any book that like since you like that stuck to you that kind of changed your life in a way or uh yeah thinking fast and slow I can't remember the author please put the author in the, in the edit. <laughs> <laughs> what was it about that book specifically then? Yeah, so it's, you know, your brain has basically two, two ways of thinking, you know, the fight or flight, and then the slow and calculated thought. Now, a lot of, you, you look at like accountants, they're extremely a slow thinking brain where they're calculated collect. Then you look at somebody who's like a fighter pilot where they're like in, you know, fight or flight, they can react to certain situations quick, they can move, and they don't need to sit down and calculate every decision and, and look at all the different options and calculate. And truthfully, you need to find the balance between two sides of your brain. So you have the calculated part, but you still need to say fuck it and do it and just do it and not think about it too much because a lot of the times business owners, especially and when you're starting a business, you think you need some fancy fucking website, you need this fancy logo, you need to worry about fulfillment or the product and build such an amazing offer, but all you need is a good offer and, and customers to, to reach out to you. And you'll figure out all that in the end. Like it's a lot easier to solve those problems when you have the check in your hand than it is to, if you don't. <laughs> were, were you naturally one of those people first? Like, uh, uh, were you like um, responding fight or flight? Uh, yeah. Or like, what were you naturally Definitely. Before? And, and that's, that's one of my downfalls is slow thinking, truthfully. Yeah. And that's where, I've hired a lot of, like in, in our business I have on my right hand he was an extremely slow thinker in the sense of not slow thinker but he takes his time calculates things and I'm the kind of guy it's like let's just throw shit at the wall let's keep yeah. let's go let's go and you have to have that balance but I don't think you get anywhere with you know sitting and trying to calculate how to swim you just kind of have yeah. to jump in like kind of right? like that visionary integrator balance yeah. yeah yeah and I think growing up I've never had limiting beliefs so for me, I've never seen like a, a cap on what I could accomplish, and I never put myself in a box. That's why I didn't go to school. I didn't want to put myself in a box. This is not. I don't want to have a career or a job. I want to be able to do things that I get interested in. And, and how do I do that? How do I have something in my life where I don't have to think about the money anymore, and I can really just enjoy and, and indulge in things that make make me interested and and and, and drive my interest. So for me, going going back to the like the question, I think. I always have had um, a drive in me that, you know, truthfully in high school, I probably got picked on for just like the outside thinker always consistently like outside of the box and, and never putting myself in that. And I think that's what's drawn me to, to now be where I am at today. Um, not limiting myself, limiting beliefs is where people get, you know, put in a box and like, especially in Canada, especially in Canada, people just don't think there's like they, a way out of that, like potential, like, you know, how was that transition like because uh, you do business in the states right now yeah so so how, how was that like uh, doing business in the states so for us it was always like um just take it back when we started the business it was about one you got a niche down you got to pick some uh, target audience that you can go after that's unreal right the business we're talking unreal about. yeah so that's what unrl stands for UNRL. Right? yeah okay. that's that's, we were talking about that yeah. just sorry to kind of take no over. no, no like, i was kind of wondering because like first was like is it url kind of like just if you're typing ww or yeah. whatever right and then it's kind of cool yeah. i can now understand it's unreal but why first <laughs> this is actually a hilarious story so and going back to the point of like do you need a fancy website or do you need a fancy logo my friend um he's a dj and producer 
and just does his own thing, right? Like, he's, he's not wanting to be famous, doesn't want it, but he just loves music and he does his thing. And about three or four years ago when I was starting the business, he was like, man, I really want to get, like, a logo done and, 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 like, a name. And I was like, dude, you should be, like, unreal because, like, all the boys, like, we hung out. And we're like, unreal, yeah. unreal. Yeah. And we are just joking. And then he didn't really, like, he had the logo for, like, three, four weeks. And he's like, yeah, man, I'm like, I'm not real. I'm like, I'm going to take that and use that for my business. <laughs> that's, that's really cool. So it was like, there's no real big story. Now, once I realized that, I thought like it developed into like so much meaning that yeah. now it's like way deeper than I first originally thought yeah, it would yeah. be. But um, it's kind of cool. Like I, I, I try not to allow my brain to think on things that aren't, you know, revenue driving tasks or things that's going to really move the fucking needle. Yeah. Um, those little things you get caught up in, like you could spend hours editing a freaking logo or making decisions. Like that's what, you know, really how that's, you're going to be able to, that's what really gets you to drive forward and, and go faster is being able to just like make decisions quickly and understand priority of decisions, right? Like mm. If, if it's something that's minuscule and doesn't deserve the, the even the weight in my brain, like it's it's best to move on and and, and continue on. I don't know. Yeah. And how, how yeah. much uh, how much employees do you have? So we have 163 telesales agents. Those are subcontracted employees. Oh, yeah. So they they're on like a commission um, base. But then we have eight employees in staff in in the um, in the agency working on operations. Yeah. And then I think we have um, we're partnered with you know three other. You know, IAMOs, which is a massive brokerage, and they have probably four to five thousand agents that that we work directly yeah. with in that in that regard. But okay. wow. is it so that in, in respects of like our business drives their business because without our business, their business doesn't move. So when you say employee, yeah, I have eight guys that are on my payroll, but in my mind, I think about the like thousands and thousands of people that like. Or would it be affected if I fuck up a day and I don't yeah, like yeah, you know and, yeah. and that goes back to just building processes like I spend maybe three four hours a day hardcore work and the rest is like you know I can depend on the people that I've I've put in place and the systems that I put in place but okay so yeah Sorry, I might be going like no, I'm just like, no, spilling like, guts here boys <laughs> <laughs> no, it's awesome like, even going into that so now we kind of like narrowed it down there's eight employees that are actually on the payroll yeah what's it take for someone to be on your team like that like what Obviously, these eight people have to be someone you confide in uh, yeah. with at least getting a task done, right? Um, they also have to probably be punctual in some form, either mm -hmm. that being their work being done or just even showing up on time for a meeting, right? Um, what do you look for? I have one question in an interview, and it's would you, if you had the chance to win, if you had a 50% chance to win a million dollars, or sorry, if you had a 50% chance to win $10 million or a 75% chance to win $1 million, what would you take? <laughs> Can you say that one more time? <laughs> if you had a 50% no, chance yeah. to win $1 million, or 50% chance to win $10 million, yeah. and a 75% chance to win t uh, $1 million, what would you take? <sighs> That's a tough one, huh? We're sorry, so even 99%. If I'm in the position I'm in now, right now, I'll probably take the 50. Anytime if I was more struggling, I'd probably take the 75. Beautiful. So I would always take the seventy, always take the fifty. The fifty, Sorry. the risk, the more, the one with more risk. Yeah, and I think when I'm so this is the thing, both sides get hired, yeah. but it depends what I'm hiring for. So if I'm mm. hiring for sales guys or people that are go getters, I want to know that they're like they're going for the fifty, for the fifty, right? Yeah. The guys that I have in the yeah. systems and like are calculated. I want the guy that's doing my accounting better. He's saying seventy five. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> so wow. and that's I always start my interviews with that. So I get a gauge on their personality and I'm a very big and I'm keen on personality rather than skill sets because your, your resume to me doesn't mean shit. I don't care about, truthfully, your school education because that's not going to apply right here. Like yeah. your business, sorry, business is going to apply here and I'm going to teach you from A to B how to make a bunch of money. So you need to be coachable, truthfully, coachable and have the, the drive to go in and get it. So for me, it's core values. Our core values are like, get shit done if your back's up against the wall and you feel like your back's up against the wall you're doing something right you know like keep at it keep going and enjoy with our sales guys some of them are making you know honestly up to six figures a month now in cash flow and like just deposited in their bank so at some point they're going to get to a point where they're making so much money that they just get complacent 
right? You want guys that are like en- endless amount. They don't care. They're like they'll just keep going because that's what drives the business forward in certain positions too. So it comes down to the core values of like who we are and do they fit with the team too? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was gonna ask. Um, so d- can you pinpoint it back? Uh, to a time where your business like turned like i'm sure like every entrepreneur they start a business okay like nothing's happening one month two months three months and then all of a sudden you feel like the wheels are turning or or, or was that from the beginning with you no fuck no it <laughs> took it took two years for me to make any money i basically the first year thank god bless her soul my my to-be wife my fiance's uh mom let me sleep in her basement for basically. Well, yeah. that it sounds weird when I say sleep. We live co live together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. I helped out. He wasn't <laughs> just like doing nothing in the no basement, <laughs> playing video games or some yeah, yeah. shit. Right? <laughs> but um, you know, it it was really a, a lot of struggle for the first two years, man. I like, and and making sure everybody else was paid before I'm paid. That's still to this day. Like, I live at zero still to this day. I honestly I have five hundred dollars in my personal bank account. Business bank accounts banging, but, yeah, but like, I still, for me, it's like getting everybody paid because right now it doesn't matter, and that's the mentality I've always had. Was like, I didn't care about the up and downs, and I'll get to the pivot point, but I didn't care about the up and downs. It was more or less like, what's the ten year goal? What's the twenty year goal? And I'm trying to make generational wealth. I don't care about monthly wealth or like yeah. having good pockets today. And then, truthfully, the pivot was like, I was already going somewhere. There was a steady growth. There was ups and downs. There's always going to be ups and downs. And I was always committed to staying consistent with that. But the true pivot was me having a daughter. And like, that was like, oh, fuck, it has to work now. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, you know, I, I could probably have a backup plan here. No, it's like, okay, now I need to to build something that one, she's going to be proud of. Her, her kids are going to have, um, be proud of. And then something that's going to last for generations. And then it also became, you know, my right hand, Wesley, shout out to my man. He would, I want to make sure he's good. His kids are good. Everybody's good, right? And like making sure that that core team, going back to your question, making sure that core team is aligned with that goal because if we're, if you're coming to the team, we're going to the moon. So you got to be ready for that ride to the moon. It's a shitty ride, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It'll yeah. be nice when we get there, but shitty ride. Yeah. Um, the pivot was truthfully my daughter and just making how serious it was. Like, because, you know, you get into business, you know, to, to provide value to, to others and, and to make an impact in the world. But like the true purpose, it's almost a little narcissistic and you can't help but feel narcissistic as a business owner. Cause it's like, at the end of the day, it's, it's about building something for you and, and you feel like you're, you're on top of the world or you're better than, than the, the average Joe. And it's not that, I think it's a little bit different, but once you have a kid, now it's not about you, it's about them. So it it's flips the switch for you on purpose, right? It's mm-hmm. an instant amount of purpose where the purpose was just for me to excel and, and to exceed what my expectations were of myself. But now it's to like provide the same thing that I was provided for and more to my child. And it's that was yeah. the... That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. that'll do it, huh? Yeah, no, 100%. <laughs> um, are you so like now you're like you've had your daughter's born and like she's around right yeah um is it really hard to allocate that time between like especially being like a ceo and the founder it's like how can you allocate time for your daughter but also have time for like all the stuff you have in the back end so good point um and we were speaking to this uh, earlier off camera to the other guys and uh, like for me and and truthfully i make on on average probably like 100 to 150 dollars an hour just as an example so anything less than that i hire out cleaning our house cutting my grass literally we were looking and hiring a cook here in london to come and cook so anybody that's you know cooking here in london hit me up (laughs) because i need a private cook but anything that i can pay that's less than truthfully fifty dollars fifty dollars an hour outsource that because then it allows me to have all the time for my business and family and that's it and i don't have to worry about those mundane tasks that actually take away from the quality time of being in in work and then the quality time of of um being with the family and luckily i have my sister that's why we we do have the place here in london so when we are in canada i have you know my lovely family can help support with the baby so me and the wife can focus on our business during the during the week and yeah it's about it's about hiring out the things that you know can be done by other people and it's not you know more than your hourly rate and that's like the biggest thing is as a business owner you got to calculate what your hourly rate is so when you start the business 
my hourly rate was minus $20 an hour, literally. <laughs> Liability. So none of that, and I wasn't hiring out shit. Everything was done by me. I'm wearing every fucking hat. And until I was making over, you know, $50 an hour, okay, perfect. Now I can, like, you know, hire out somebody for, you know, $10, $10 an hour. Outsource it overseas. Get somebody for $5 an hour, right? And then outsource those mundane tasks that, you know, anybody could do. Write a document. It's just like McDonald's. McDonald's, you have to build your business like McDonald's. You go to McDonald's, you work at McDonald's, there's a document, a step-by-step document just for you to be able to take the burger out of the tray and put it on the bun. And there's a step-by-step document to get the ideal outcome, right? So when you build your business, you need to build documents that allow you to go to uh, any type of employee and say, here's a step-by-step training on what you need to do in your position and automate that. And then grow and alleviate your, your time and buy back your time. Because time is more valuable than money at, at any at any occasion. Yeah, so sure. buy that time back. Yeah. Um, and what obviously you know as your business grows, buy that time back. So if you're making three to four dollars an hour starting your business out, you're doing everything, yeah. right? Yeah. No, that's crazy. Um, it reminds me of this one book, uh, Who Not How. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, figure yeah. out figure out who can do it instead of like how how you're gonna do it. Like he's saying, like outsource outsource. You know what I mean? Like we're looking for some video uh, editors right now too. So if you guys are interested, give us a shout out. But it's, it's about like outsourcing and and that's the only way to grow really. You can't yeah. do, you can't wear all the hats. No, you can't wear all the hats. I was actually no. gonna ask you. So like, where do you have a place you go to to outsource these people or like where you find them? Like, is there oh. any links? Like, yeah, like, what's your yeah yeah biggest hookup upwork.com. What's it called? Upwork.com. Upwork. So you can find anybody from overseas. You put in your job posting what you need to get done, and you'll have people bid on the job and from everywhere. And, like, from $4 an hour to $12 an hour to anything that's less than minimum wage here. Yeah. And that's how you excel. Yeah. A lot of our – my top sales guy lives in Argentina. His, when he started with us, he was making $8 an hour. He's now making, like, five figures a month USD in Argentina. So every dollar there is 280 pesos. He's made – and his life – his expenses are like 30% of his income, not even. Jeez. So he's like, he's banking. He just bought two motorcycles. He's living he's a living dream there. life. He makes yeah. more than a lawyer does there. Yeah. So they, and they work harder. A guy here, I could pay $14 an hour and his nose is going to be stuck up and he's going to ask me for two weeks and, you know, I need my week vacation and I need, you know, the holidays off. These guys are just like, if I can work, I can work. And I'm like, I'm here. And the, the drive comes from that. Yeah. Um, so Upwork, honestly. We don't use it at, at anymore because we, we, we kind of like got our got our thing. But it's anybody starting a business, truthfully, anything that needs to be done on, on the computer or online, look at Upwork. And if you're looking for at-home work, literally there's thousands of jobs you can get on Upwork that are at-home, admin tasks, et cetera. Wow, so that, that's and that's honestly how we started the agency. That's how I, that was the first way I got clients was found jobs. Like people needed websites, people needed like ads managers. And I just was like, here, I'll bid on the job and got a couple clients and then snowballed. No, yeah. Cause I was, do you want to go? No, go ahead, go ahead. I was just going to actually ask you like, how did like, so you did start the business, but yeah. How did you start acquiring people? Like even too, it's like, once you did get fully going, yeah. right, it's like, how do you keep like, well, how do you, you like, are you game. managing these people now? Like with having 163 so it's all about it's about having the core managers and just kind of outlining it like an army you know what i mean like could, it's, you, it's, could you lay it out for us then so it's yeah so we have um without getting into too much like craziness of the departments and it's yeah. gonna be lingo you don't understand <laughs> um we have like an operations manager we have a sales manager and then we have like a customer success manager so those guys have a team of maybe five that manage, you know, a couple of people underneath there. And then we have like a call center manager who manages those like 163 agents. He might have five other managers underneath him managing a couple of people in their seats dialing on the phone every day. Um, and they're remote work. So it's it's a lot of them are remote. Some of them are in a little office. Some of them are remote. So it is a hard thing to do, truthfully, manage. That's been the biggest huddle and the biggest struggle in our business is finding how to manage and get the right people. And then systemize like onboarding and, and and getting that but yeah it's 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 kind of a tiered approach you have and i i'm lucky enough to have found people that are like serious advisors for the company and like our right hands my top manager is that operational manager that sales manager and those customer success man blah, 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 customers customer success manager <laughs> um they they are like i trust them with my life and they they handle it but that's truthfully it finding right key people that share the same vision as you 
cool i kind of want to switch uh, yeah, now sorry. to like i guess like social media like um i know a lot of people are scared to post on social media they're scared of the repercussion you know people like you know so it kind of answers his question too back to the how do we get clients um so i'm gonna put you guys on some game so i paid um shout out to chris morrison he's, he's a good coach of mine here's a system so for example when you say how do i get in, in touch with all these insurance agents in the states well every day i have a virtual assistant that i found on upwork she adds 50 insurance agents on my facebook profile every day Jeez. i make a post regarding our insurance leads our insurance products i resonate with the insurance people because i know i their products now and i learned that in a year of just posting stuff and seeing what hit so now that i add 50 insurance agents to my profile each day they see all my content regarding our products etc we might reach out to 10 via dms because now that they're my friend i basically have their number because it's going straight to their phone so we just start dm hey notice you're in the insurance space would love to chat get them into a booking call with our sales team. The sales team walks through all the programs that we do. Boom, we're selling, you know, 1250 to even 5000 even sometimes a $20,000 deal just off of a DM that we made off of Facebook. Wow. So, for example, off my Facebook profile, this year alone, we've done around $1.3 million just from my Facebook profile. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. And, that's, and then, so what you do is you start building a Facebook group. And you start sharing like valuable content, trainings on you know how you actually made your product. So then people that want to do it, they can probably do it themselves if they took the time to do it. You start sharing value, bring them to the group. Now you have a big database of like thousands of your ideal avatar to reach out to and constantly give their content to. And um, are you finding the same success on like different platforms or Facebook is like your number one Facebook's platform? Facebook's my number one thing because yeah. what you can do with Facebook is what's awesome with Facebook. So for example, how I got now my profile, it's so easy. So what you do is you go to like a Facebook group. So for example, if I was like a painter, I would be going after like a real estate group of real estate agents or, or contractor groups. So somebody that's like, you know, it's like a contracting marketing group. So there's like a thousands of different contractors profiles in this group, join the group, add about a hundred of those guys from the group. All of a sudden, if you go to your suggested friends on Facebook, now Facebook's just going to suggest you only contractors. So all my VA has to do is just click add friend, add friend, add friend, add friend. It just makes it super simple. Yeah. And then like now I have 5,000 insurance agents on my personal Facebook profile. So when I make a post, I know 5,000 of my clients, my ideal avatar is getting my shit. So for the people that are like on my profiles that are my friends from previous life, they're like, what the fuck is Chase talking about? <laughs> right? But they don't realize that there's 5,000 insurance agents that know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. And we're selling them on my profile each day. So um, maybe I gave some context to some people that have been following me for a little bit. <laughs> like, what the fuck yeah. are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but that's crazy. Like, like uh, how intentful you are uh, with the specific target audience, yeah. you know, and using your Facebook for that. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? And converting those numbers, like, that's that's really you, impressive. You need to niche down because you don't have the specific avatar so you can resonate with them more, right? Like, every specific industry or any business has their own woes, has their own problems that they deal with, and it's literally copy and paste for every single one of those businesses and there's thousands of those business types for for example insurance agents insurance agents have like four or five core struggles they need leads they need phone calls they need people to speak to and you know there's different problems that arise like they're they hate lead vendors they're like you know they get scammed by a bunch of people or you know it's you know they get a bunch of chargebacks etc not that you know what the hell that means but yeah. there's different problems that i know that I've just learned from talking to insurance agents all day, that now I'm a freaking whiz in insurance. But it's about being able to connect with those people on a different level. So now, you know, I can speak to insurance agents like as if I am an insurance agent and they relate to me. So they want to hear what I have to say. And it's not just some random marketer trying to sell them on some, you know, bullshit that they don't really know my business or my, my shit. So, okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Might be rambling on. Can I? Yeah. Refill? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's gotta be fun. It's gotta be Squire. Squire. Sorry, guys. Oh no, no worries. No worries. Let's I get mean, that. Let's get that refill. Let's get, in there. Let's get a little uh, loose. Oh yeah. Let's get loose. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, do you find even now it's like do you believe are you like do you even believe that you're at the place you are now? No, because like especially Fuck like no. thinking well like maybe a little Swire? bit about your past or like 
or where you were before, it's like, is it kind of surreal? My bad, I guess it's a bad timing for the question. No, but yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is it surreal to be in the place you are now, especially looking back at the life you lived maybe like six years ago, seven years ago? Yeah, so I think people still are like, even especially probably the people that might know me from London, right? I think they're like, how the fuck did this happen? <laughs> right? Because like, they probably see me at the bar just maggot, like being yeah. a, a complete maggot. And I think um, I still wake up that kid inside like that like holy how did this happen i wake up some morning that's why in the past two years i've gone gray like (laughs) i'm 28 years old guys i have a gray beard and this just started when i started a business and it's you wake up i bit up bit off way more than i can chew most days but you just roll with it you just roll with it you just get up and do it because you know motivation's only gonna get you the door discipline's gonna get you through it right and it's just staying consistent and like a key quote that um, Tom Hanks made it in a video and actually stuck with me. It's like, this too shall pass. And even when it's good, this too, this too shall pass. And even when it's bad, mm. this too shall pass. So just stay chill. Yeah. And don't get so high on the highs. Don't get so lows on the lows. Just stay chill. And I think I still wake up in the mornings thinking like, fuck, I wonder if my employees are going to realize I have no idea what the fuck I am doing. And I think, and I've talked to, no, 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 facts. And I've talked to very successful, I've talked to some guy that literally is coming into $100 million. And he's in the financial space. And he's still, to this day, is like, yeah, I don't even fucking know what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, most days you don't. You wing it it's most It's like days. imposter syndrome, right? Yeah, like, you like, get that. You get that. Like, you know, in, especially in marketing, we, we have this thing called funnel hacking. And, like, it's just the thing of the trade. Like, all right, you put up something that's converting really well. I'm going to literally cut and paste everything you did that worked and just rephrase it (laughs) and it happens but yeah it's that imposter syndrome you always get that as as a business owner like i still get that every day yeah every day and that'll never truly go away i don't think i don't think it'll ever will go away because you're gonna get to different levels and being in a business being a business owner is looking at a different room and wanting to be in that room and then thinking how do i get into that room and then when you're in that room you're like i don't think i deserve to be here you know, <laughs> yeah. and you just always feel like imposter syndrome. I think at some point, I think it, every successful person I know, it's in some way or another is still winging it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, with Unreal, like uh, how far do you want to take this? Like, is this still like uh, you guys are let's go, let's go, grow, grow, grow? Like, is that still the motive right now? Yeah, the business? we just we just signed a contract with Allstate Insurance. Oh, nice. Oh, shit. Yeah, awesome. we're going to. Like, uh, my goal is to get it to, like, a $10 million a year. Yeah. Right now, we're on target to do three this year. And I hope to do that in 10. And then an exit. I'm kind of looking at uh, exit options in the next 10 years, truthfully. And then giving majority uh, shares to my my right hand, truthfully. And yeah. then going on to other ventures. Um, yeah. Do you think that'll that's kind of, like, what'll keep you going? Is, like, you don't want this to be, like... I get to the top of this endeavor and then I'm like, get sad, get bored. Yeah, yeah. Get loose where I'm like. Like, I'm like, my dream is to own a racehorse, truthfully. Oh, like, shit. That's like one of my goals. Like, you know, those like, you know, everybody wants a Lambert. Like, yeah. A what would you name it? Lucky. I don't fucking know. It's like, so sick, though. I Lucky. A racehorse, but no name. No, 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 right? no name. No, because it's like, it's, it's the horse has its name. You know, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta see Majestic. the horse and like, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's John. Yeah. <laughs> Fred, that's it. <laughs> yeah. But I. I, I'm, I'm, you know, I have no limit. Like, I'm, I'm trying to go to, you know, $100 million in, like, financial wealth. I'll never leave Unreal. I'll still have majority, I think, shareholder, but I'll give a piece away and, and move on. Um, and, and on to other things that are in the same realm. Like, I'm not going to go and try to my, my shot at something else, but we'll move on and, and maybe do a, a different call center for a different industry, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say I guess is is your why like right now? Like what what's what's keeping you going? <laughs> um so that's it's kind of a good question cuz I don't necessarily like have like I mean I, I everybody has their why's and I think a lot of it especially like entrepreneurs you have like two things of why you want to be an entrepreneur. You want to show somebody up or like prove something right or like you didn't have it so you need to go and get it mm. right you came from nothing so you want it and then two it's like you know you're, you're extremely passionate it just happens and i think for me it's it's one getting out of my dad's shadow because my dad's a successful entrepreneur and like wanted to like and for the people that don't like i haven't bought a single cent to to start this and it's, and it's getting out of his shadow so for me it was you know proving somebody right yeah 
Um, and I think for me, it was just more or less like, what keeps me going? What's my why? I keep at zero all the time. Like I said, I have $500 in my personal bank account. Like it's got to work. And like I have a business coach that tells me, and he's got a quote, if you go, go and rent an apartment you can't afford, I guarantee you'll make rent. And I live by that. So when I say, well, what's my why? Like my kid, but like, you know, what keeps me going yeah. is the fact that it has to go. And it's like the discipline of just staying consistent in that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, I got one. Uh, what's uh, what would be your fear? Like kind of with owning a business. Well, you don't like that. I got one. Yeah. Every, every time he has a question, he goes, I got one. You know, I got it. But, uh, <laughs> no, he's like, got it though. What's oh, yeah. your, like what's your biggest fear with this business? You got business? two though? Yeah, you got to follow up? All right. So, no, so what yeah, was the question? Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> right, let's just do the one and we'll figure out the right. But no, like, what's your biggest fear with the business overall? Like, um, is it the fact that it might not be successful later on? It might not be, like, is there a fear at all? Can I build off that? Just in the sense of, like, um, fuck, I lost. Oh, that's, that's 100% my <laughs> no stress. It's okay. No, it's all good. If uh, yeah, so like, is there a fear? I I mean, there's. I guess there's always going to be a fear. I think I go to bed every night with a fear of it not working out. Especially like I said, I live at zero, and I live at zero because it keeps me up at night. And, like, it keeps me going. It keeps me like motivated in the sense to get shit done. Yeah. Because I'm the kind of guy that I get complacent really soon. Like I'll get comfortable, and I know that about me. So that's what keeps me going. So the fear. Is yeah, like, truthfully, at, at any point it could it could it could go. And for me, my biggest fear right now, I had my main competitor um, passed away actually, like literally two weeks ago, had a heart attack. Right. And for me, it's like he had an, a ma- massive legacy. He he built a massive impact in the industry. And um, for me, my biggest fear is me cutting loose and not having the chance to actually like show my worth to everybody and then show what I can do for this world and make an impact enough in people's lives enough. And that scares the shit out of me. It's like not having enough time in the, in, the, in the world to be able to accomplish that. So it's like, that's what keeps me going. It's like, I have to get this done. I have yeah. to check these off because like, I need to make an impact. I need to prove every, to everybody that like, I'm worth something and I don't need that fucking grade 12 certificate. Like, yeah. <laughs> are, you, uh, are you like, uh, do, you, do you take like the, your mental health and physical health, like, like uh, do you work on that to like, kind of i guess like give yourself more time like to give yourself that chance to be the healthiest like is that something that you take serious or? unfortunately i probably should work out a lot more um but for me mental health is is a big thing i struggled with mental health early on in my life so i definitely you know routine is essential for me if i get off a routine i'm screwed and i just you know get into myself you get complacent and you just you know you get into this like living in avoidance Right where you're not actually t- getting these things done, and you live in avoidance, and then it piles up. So yeah, uh, I honestly I just forgot the question to be honest with you. Yeah, no, no worries. <laughs> yeah, no it's worries. It's been no. a lot. You guys have been firing questions at me like, ah. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's just because like we kind of just I'm talk just about asking them. The, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, because you do have your own podcast. Cut to a the chase, bit. right? Yeah, yeah. It's you know, honestly, it's for insurance agents. So if you're not an insurance agent, don't worry about it. If you are Predictable Insurance Network, you're on Facebook group check it out but yeah um but also like um i guess i want to touch on this as well you said you were gonna have a podcast uh with jordan belfort the wolf of wall street is that coming yeah, up soon you guys got me you're like he, so he so, dropped so it. He ha- dropped. he's like oh no no we got that on our forget. podcast yeah. hey we got that. <laughs> <laughs> told us now, 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 now you have to make sure you like, get on the date yeah. <laughs> if it doesn't reschedule but no yeah we we've scheduled to be on jordan belfort's uh podcast talk about sales how did you get on that so wife has a PR agency and, and she's got me on some decent publications and then it picked up one of his guys. So I watched my content and then it just kind of snowballed. They got into conversations and then, yeah, I locked in a date. What was your first reaction when you heard what that? The that fuck? He, yeah, you want to talk to you, right? <laughs> what you the went fuck? to go watch the movie? No, because I love that guy. Like, honestly, some people don't like him, but I love him. Oh, like, yeah. I, I love him love too. Him. Yeah. And I, I've used his straight line system for sales all the time. Right? Hacked him, didn't you? Oh hell yeah! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, See, he's cl- he's taking notes, yeah. boys. He's taking notes. Oh, that's that's awesome. Like um, I'm sure the world feels like a smaller place when you start to talk to people like that. You know what I mean? Like um, have you ever had any other times? I guess in in your life where you're like, okay, like things aren't as big as they seem. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, 
so I got the chance to like run in with um, Grant Cardone, if you know who he is. Oh man, uh, yeah, yeah so, that's so heavy. That guy gets amazing edits, but he's really like honestly down to earth guy. Like he's not like uh, he wasn't a prick. He wasn't a prick. Wasn't a prickhead, and like took the time. And I think, I think even like your your last guest one said the exact same thing. He's met thousands of local, hundreds of uh, famous people, and like. They're all the same. Like yeah. we all sleep and shit the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> you still gotta wake up and do what you gotta do. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's really sick. Um, any any hobbies? Wish I had a better of? story, but <laughs> oh, yeah, no worries. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's all good. Um, so I was kind of going through your Instagram. You know, I gotta do some research. Yeah. So I seen you were kind of into bikes and cars. Do you still share that passion to this day? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, because like we were kind of split between, um, Bahamas, you know, Canada and Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah. We're we're not really. We don't, I don't. I'm honestly selling my car, <laughs> so <laughs> I haven't had enough time, truthfully, with business to be able to enjoy those things. Um, got rid of the bike. I don't have a bike because I have a, a daughter, and that scares the crap out of me now. Yeah. Um, but definitely want to get back into you know buying cars maybe at a later date. Now for me, it's like I don't want the materialistic things. Like I could care less. It's like I'll have them. Like it, it's not if. It's just when. And let's just like chill and. And have some delayed gratification right now. Yeah. Yeah. What would be uh, your three pieces of advice that you would give someone who wants to start their own business? Um, first, you need well. One, you need instead of thinking about the product or the service and how you can be the best painter, you need to find a way to get as many customers as possible. For as cheap as possible, you need to be able to have as many people as sitting in the butt butts in the seat as possible for as cheap as possible. That's first and foremost. So, any business owner, you think about the chef, the chef that wants to start his own restaurant. He's like, I'm an amazing cook. I'm an amazing cook. I'm an amazing cook. When in reality, he needs to start thinking, I need to be amazing at selling food, mm. right? In the first bit, yeah. Eventually, once you have that customer, that big pipeline of people walking in the door, return visitors. Now I can start thinking about, okay, now I can be the chef. Now I can be the creator, right? But at the end of the day, I'm still going to be the salesman for my food, right? And people get that twisted that they have to be the expert on the product. They have to build these fancy websites. They have to have all their their, their fulfillment dialed in when re- in reality, you need just customers first and foremost. And then second, documentation. So SOP, standard operating procedures. You need documentations for every little task in your business so every time you do a task the first time get a piece of paper i did this i grabbed the the can out of the cupboard and placed it here blah 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 blah, blah. literally everything document it all and if it's on a computer there's a very cool tool called scribe and it'll literally just scribe it all for you so you just do the actions and it'll document it in an sop and you can send it off but have sops things that you can now take and implement from somebody else. You can have other people implement and it'll give you the same ideal result that you want. And then thirdly is is figure out what your core values are and then figure out what does your life look like and then build your business around your life, not your life around your business. So for example, if you want to have, you know, the hundred million dollars, the massive houses, you're going to need to have employees to automate. You're going to need to to hire out people that are working for you so you can buy back that time and expand and scale. But if you just want to work from home, have enough cash, $20,000, $10,000 coming in a month, you're living good, just straight cash, you know, live that lifestyle, then you got to figure out those goals in the beginning. Because that's how... <coughs> Sorry. It's all good, man. Talking too much, guys. <coughs> <coughs> that's how you're going to be able to... Like really, is 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 scale it. Um, yeah. One, you need the customers first of all, because it's a lot easier to solve problems when you have money coming in. Yeah. And then two, have documentation and, and procedures in place that you can scale that up yeah. and hire out quickly. And then three, just having those core values. What do you want to do? Where do you want to go? And then reverse engineer that shit. So I only want to live. You know, in a, in an apartment for in Colombia for the next six months, and I just want to work from a laptop and do what I want to do, and maybe work three four hours a day. That's the value. Stick to it. A lot of business owners get into it. A lot of business owners get into it where they're like, you know, 
just trying to make it so this complex business or how they or it's the ego of like I need to build this like massive company and and have all these employees. Honestly, if I could keep our business as lean as possible, that's 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 a goal to me because that's my core value. I don't I'm trying to buy back all the time I have so I can spend with my daughter now, right? Yeah. Um yeah. It, you just have to get aligned with that. Yeah. No, I love what you said in regards to like uh like the chef, you know what I mean? Like like you you're falling so in love with like cooking but you forget you actually need customers. Like, like it's crazy. Yeah, because, you know, like, like nobody's gonna fucking fucking buy your food if yeah. you don't sell it. So every everybody has to like be a salesman. Be a salesman. Everyone, no every matter what what industry you're in. And that's what they get fucked up on. That's, that's crazy. What people like try to be the creative and they only get like one two customers and they spend hours in their editing booth when like they could just fucking hire somebody to edit that right. Like I spend mm. twenty minutes a day for my content. Literally, not even that. Like literally, I, I write some hooks, write some things, batch out the content, it's done. For me, I'm about systems. And time efficiency, yeah. right? Like, how can I get uh, the ideal result the quickest amount of time and still provide, like, quality, too? But yeah. At first, did you find that you were, like, very, like, uh, connected with the, the company that it was hard for you to let go of certain tasks? Like, Yes. That's the biggest thing is everybody, like, it doesn't – you don't want to let go because, yeah, and there's still things and there's still things that yeah. I yeah. hate letting go. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. It's something that I've had to develop, too, and I – I wasn't a terrible leader. I'm a terrible team manager. I'm half the CEO that I truthfully need to be, and all my employees know that. But that's why they're my employees, and that's why they're in the positions that they are in, because they are my downfall. So every, everything that I'm not good at, they're good at. Yeah. Right? So then now we, we are an equilibrium of, like, good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't let you... They do let you excel, but they don't because then they're always got your back. And yeah. Like, but then you also motivate... It's kind of weird, right? Because, like, you got to think of it like this. Without you... They don't move, but without them, you don't move. But at the same time, that's why you guys move together. Yeah, so it's almost—it's a good and bad relationship in a way. Yeah, yeah. it's a but it's but it's synergy too. It's like, um, yeah, and then it comes down to having people that like literally share your vision. Yeah, that's yeah. the that's the biggest thing is having people that actually share the vision that you're trying to go for, and they're like they believe in it, and that's the hardest thing to get people to believe in your vision, like. Just listen to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, just listen. This is going to be great. This is going to be an amazing business. My right hand, he was my boss at the, the HVAC company that I worked for. He was like a manager of mine. He ended up, I quit. He ended up quitting like six months later. And I was like, I started an agency, man. You know, like, dude, we're making $2,000 a month right now, man. Yeah. Like, please, <laughs> if you work with me, I swear we'll make a bunch of money. Two, three years later, he's now finally making money. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But that guy is going to ride with me for the day I die because he was in the trenches with me, right? Yeah. And those people are very hard to find. Very yeah. hard to find. So I'm extremely lucky in that sense. I think it's been consistency, preparation, and then luck, and then opportunities. You know, like opportunity comes where preparation meets, you know, yeah. luck, truthfully. Yeah. How <laughs> important know? was it for you to get out of your comfort zone? Like, you know what I mean? Like, to talk to, like, uh, people. I know, like, networking is a big part of business and, like, and who you know and what you know and, like, going out of your comfort zone to talk to people. Yeah, like, I think I think I honestly might have some, like, disconnection because I can't, like, I've always been a social guy and I've <laughs> always been, like, put myself out there yeah. and I don't care what people think. Yeah. That's why a lot of people, like, you know, have mixed feelings, you know? <laughs> Dude, I've seen you here and I'm like, where are you? Like, what's going on? And I think I've never really cared about that shit. So I've always put myself in rooms where I might not have belonged, but, like, just fucking wung it. That's awesome. Um, yeah. You know, I've even starting, you know, I was getting into, like, CEO boardroom meetings to sell my product. Just straight winging it. Like, literally just straight winging it. Didn't even prep and... That developed a really big muscle in my brain to be able to like handle th whatever comes at me and and be in rooms with people that and not get intimidated by that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get intimidated by status. I don't get intimidated by money. I don't get intimidated by anything really. Truthfully, I just there's there's a disconnect there. So yeah. <laughs> I've never had when you ask what 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 helped me. I I've never had that problem. So yeah. I think that's what help has helped me yeah. really. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because like like hearing you say like like stuff like that like we just said for example like oh i'm not good at this i'm not good at that but like you're you're a businessman you know like you're a very respectable person so it's funny to see like how how you still feel like you probably have a lot more to grow let's oh, yeah. say so like i'm it, always it, chasing the 10-year yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah so that's that, I, I really appreciate that about you i feel like you're like no matter like you you seem very established very professional now but you're always hungry always hungry yeah. you want to be get better and so, that's why i live at zero because it just reminds me of like that gutter yeah. You know, because like, like, and we're doing, we're doing like, you know, multiple six figures a month right now. Yeah. That gets to your head. 
You know, if I was taking the cash that I could take out and not putting it back in the business, one, the business wouldn't grow as fast as it is growing. And then two, I just become this cocky fucking... Uh, sorry, like, it gets to your head. Money's going to get to your head no matter yeah, what. 100%. Right? And it takes time to actually adapt to that money to, to become humble again. Right? Yeah. And, and it's... Even if you watch as many videos as you possibly can about people that are billionaires and they're so humble, you're still going to become a dickhead when you get that paycheck. I swear to God. It, it, yeah. It'll happen. So for me, it's like keeping myself zero. So I have that mentality to keep the business growing and like just and just going. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really good. But yeah. I guess we could conclude it there. Wrap it up You're there. Out of questions. <laughs> <laughs> unless, you, unless honestly, unless you got more to say, like. Do you, no, do you have any? No, 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 do you have like any? No, every guys, I wasn't true. I wasn't grilling you. No, 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 no. I was like, thank no, God, no, no, honestly, no, no, I'm no, sweating. Like, honestly, man, like, <laughs> I actually really appreciate just you taking the time. Just one thing I found like out of me listening to you is like. You're very uh, open and like you self-reflect a lot, like a lot, and I think that's probably one of the strongest things maybe about you. Yeah. That like I realize now after like Thank you, coming years after knowing you again, it's like I told you before the pod. It was like I knew this span of you, and then there's a blank sheet that kind of went after, and I guess you kind of rewrote that blank sheet for me. And like I'm very happy to hear where you're at. Sounds Thanks, man. like I'm not gonna lie, I'm inspired in a lot of ways, and you did give us a lot to like. I honestly, like, take back in my own businesses, the businesses. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, like, I'm taking it to meetings. Every <laughs> you know what I mean? Even, too, like, when we edit this, chop it up, like, I, there's stuff where it's like, oh, yeah, write down that website. He said this. He said this. There's a lot to take out of this. And, like, I think that's what we always think. This is what – what's the goal in each podcast is, like, getting value. And, like, you literally hit it right on the head. Oh, the yeah. Well, thanks, man. Oh, I, yeah. I wanted to make sure I, – I loved what you guys were doing. And, and, honestly, what the viewers don't know – is I went and got a beautiful new iPhone because I actually was running on like a four-year-old iPhone. And it was my content. I'm like, right, I need a better iPhone because my videos look like trash. <laughs> so I go to Bell and I meet this guy. He's selling me this phone and he's like, handsome dude, Jack dude. And he's like, this guy's like, chat me up. And I'm like, man, you know, what do you do? Like outside of, outside of working at Bell or, or whatever you do. He's like, man, I'm starting this podcast. You, you know, you should check it out. And I was like, I'll check it out. And I was like, get me on that damn podcast. <laughs> I want to content, content, content for yeah. anybody watching. Yeah. You know, we're going to rip this all up and we're going to make clips and you're going to see my beautiful face and their oh, beautiful yeah. face all over my profile. <laughs> oh yeah. And make, sure, <laughs> make sure you like, subscribe and comment and make sure we'll add all your stuff as well. Underneath. Yeah, for sure. And then also a quick shout out to STR. Yes. You, you know, the drip, you got the, the drip. drip. Yeah, do a little fashion show for them, yo. But yeah, no, thank you so much again, brother. I really appreciate your thank time. You guys. And it was it was lovely, man. It was pleasure. really good. It's a pleasure. All right, we'll, take care. Uh, we'll come back when uh, you guys have like 100k subscribers, shouldn't and be I'll long. be like, should be long. Yeah, after this show, yeah, shouldn't no, be, long. be long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, cheers. Easy guys, peace. Yeah.